guys doing today? Fine, thank you. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. It's, you know, we're at the end of the week, but no, at the beginning. At the of, beginning, yeah. Yes, that's that's how great my weekend was. So I'm ready to go, Michaela. Okay. So what's the topic today? Oh, today we are going to talk about how toxic a family can be or how toxic the friends can be when they are concerned or jealous about your relationship and how complicated it is to deal with family when you are dating. Now, when you say family, you mean like both extended and political, right? Exactly. Okay. Both, right. both families. Okay. Well, how about we, we kick off with the extended family situation and then move on to the political one. Let's start with extended. Okay. Go ahead. Well, you know, what I've found with a lot of people is that extended family loves to comment on one's status. You know, for example, you feel the pressure, especially when you're around, I don't know, 25 to 30, maybe later these days where they ask, so who are you dating and are you going to get married? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Every reunion or Christmas or christianing or whatever when you're with your family and they start with oh why aren't you married oh i hate that <laughs> well i hate it too it's nauseating it's slowly dying thank heaven but really it's like back in the day i mean you know oh wow so well uh, yeah you're coming close to you know you're gonna be 30 soon and you're not married like i literally had somebody ask me that question you know uh, you're almost 30 and you're not married. Don't you feel like a loser in those words? Yeah, it, it puts a lot of pressure in, in us because it, well, maybe it's not because you don't want to, to get married, but you didn't find the right person, or maybe it's even, um, what can I say? Maybe you don't want to get married, you know? So they are making a lot of pressure in something that you don't don't even want to do i mean a lot of people don't want to get married exactly and and you know what i think times are changing again i'm speaking about 20 years ago but today it's a little different i've met more single people than ever varying in ages and they're not terribly concerned about that anymore but i certainly felt the heat and uh it you know, I kind of walked into it, but uh, yeah. Then, of course, if you are hitched, like if you do get married, then what's the next question they ask? Are you going to have kids? Why do you not have kids yet? <laughs> oh, my God. They never happy. They're never happy. I mean, today, again, we have a lot of dinks, you know, double income, no kids. But they, they actually had to come up with a name for themselves, I guess, because they were pressured so frequently. So, yeah, dinks, not dicks, okay? <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, I don't know why they, they have to do that. I mean, for a lot of people not having a partner in life, it's already very complicated because they feel very like they are failing somehow. And even if it's not the case, that's the way they make you feel every time they ask that question. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the dinks, yeah, as I said, they came up with that answer, I guess, because they felt pressured. Yeah. Yeah, that's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah so my advice to you guys, because now we're going to move on to point two, but really quickly, don't let yourself get pressured. I mean, if you get people asking you, when are you getting married? Tell them to sod off and mind their own business. And also, if they ask you about kids, just say, you know what? It's none of your beeswax. It's my choice, you know, and that's that. Yeah, because, yeah, at the end of, at the, end of the day, it's our decision how we're going to live our lives with our partners or anything, you know. But what can we deal with the situation when you are already in a good relationship, everything goes fine between you and your partner but your family or his family it's always trying to get into your relationship okay so that's point two political family which is different from extended family in the sense they're not i'm sorry to say it but they're not family by blood yeah they can be just as opinionated and it's really annoying And that's where your partner has to draw the line. Not, not, I mean, you can draw it too, of course, but your partner, if he or she has put you in first place, they are the ones who sit, should say, Hey, get off her, his or her back. Mm. Now there are people that glorify their nuclear and extended family. And again, you are now the nuclear family. If you if you're married, even if you're in a long-term relationship, I don't know. What do you think about that? Well, I guess that some sometimes you have a very nice political uh, family where you can really get along and have a very great time with. But the problem is when they try to get in your relationship and how you manage stuff. You know, like um. Why are your house is painted in, in, in white and you don't have any color? Or why are you arguing with uh, with my son about uh, the way you want to go on vacation? Or, you know, stuff like that it can be really annoying because even if you have a real and good one relationship with your family or his family, I think there are moments in life that you don't have to get into what a couple decisions are. You have to respect there are some limits that you don't have to cross no matter what. Unfortunately, a lot of these um, in-laws and uh, other members of the political family have not watched Meet the Parents. You know, they they completely override the spouse's or or partner's voice. Mm -hmm. You know, over, sorry, not override, overrule or give their thought, you know, give their thoughts on, for example, how you're raising, if you have a child or children, how you're raising them. Oh no. When, when Bobby was little, you know, I used to give him organic food and we'd eat at eight o'clock in the morning, midday. And in the evening we'd have a light supper and you're doing it all wrong. You, uh, you know, give food at 7 a.m. and that's too early or things like that you know and the worst is if your partner god forbid but if your partner one day says hey um you know i like your lasagna but my mom makes it better 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they try to just saying, yeah, but my mom was doing this better than you. This is like, I'm going to slap you in the face. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know what I said? Just say, oh, yeah, we'll go eat with mommy now. You go. But how can we manage these situations? How can we try to, to explain that to our partner? Because it's pretty clear that it's hard to to go and find a solution and make them clear that to your family that you don't they don't have to intrude your personal life so how can we try to explain that to our partners and make them see that they have to put um, a limit well I start off with the animal kingdom I would tell my partner I would say look look at uh, I think it's budgies or no parakeets they're mates for life and it's just the two of them Mm -hmm. or or beavers I, I don't mean to you know say that but beaver the animal beavers yeah. they're together for life and you don't see the mother-in-law or the father-in-law getting in the way of building a dam they might help a little but you know the ones who build the dam are the beavers penguins are also always together so i would say look i'm your companion for life if if you're married if not you just say i'm your companion we have common interests we have pledged our love and that's our that's our circle and if we have children okay then we include those children in our circle but the rest are extras and yeah. you know i don't want you if you have a problem with me i don't want you running off to tell your mother or i won't go run off and tell my father and have them participate in what is supposed to be our relationship mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately, again, people, uh, depending on the country, you know, they bring in the whole damn family and that's wrong. Yeah, that's, wrong. that's true. And I guess the, the, the best way to do that, uh, about what you just said is, is trying to talk with your partner with, not with an angry, um, background, you know, not being angry about it, but trying to talk about this the, the the best you can with the kindness if you can be kind or being as calm as possible because if you get into an argument where everything comes from anger you won't solve anything yeah absolutely. it will get worse right yeah of course i mean with anger or not telling your partner how you feel also because you're afraid of him or her and they're and his or her reaction no you have to be brave enough to say to your partner okay we have an issue we need to talk about it calmly let's talk about it in a public place but just you know public meaning a restaurant or something and calmly and let's go over these issues we're having and you and you should write down the pros and cons of your relationship right yeah and then you can even apply what we were saying the other day like you can s sit down every month or two months or even six months and just ask yourselves you know is this relationship going the way we want to we want it to or they have some stuff that we have to change are you happy with it you're not you know the 
have the the big and hard conversation just to be sure that everything goes the way it has to to be and to go yeah i mean obviously when you're writing your pros and cons list like let's give you a situation um let's say you really have an issue sleeping over at your partner's parents house every other weekend well you should write that down and say look it's our relationship we have our abode we have our dwelling why is it that whenever it's your parents turn we have to sleep over at their house why can't we come back to our house because i know of situations like that or my your in-laws meaning my parents um yes they shouldn't be popping by our home every other day unannounced exactly uh, I, Yeah, I, I gather that that was the problem between Zayn Malik and uh, Gigi Hadid, where apparently Yolanda would turn up unannounced at the home, and it bothered Zayn. Well, it's un yeah, it's understandable. I mean, I will have the same problem. Yeah, I mean, because again, I think he was looking. I mean, I don't know them, but the impression I get is, yeah, the the mother-in-law was was crossing the line. Yeah, sometimes in-laws and our even our parents have that problem that they don't they don't get that once you're with someone you have privacy. We used to have that when we were at home with them, when we were at when when you went to your room or stuff like that, and you closed the door and it was it was your space and you did you did you you did ask your parents for letting you all be alone and you know and knock on the door when we they they were trying to get inside or talking to you or whatever right because you wanted to be in your space and in your privacy and stuff like that so i guess that um when we have that problem once we're gone and you are in your own place and you live by yourself even though you have to be clear with your parents that they cannot just show up just when they want just like that unannounced and and it's became it can become a lot worse when you're married or living with someone because literally they are in, it's like an invasion to your privacy yes it's an invasion of privacy and yeah this goes for single people too exactly you you mentioned you know you're, you maybe you're a bachelor maybe you had a great party you know, or whatever at your abode. And then the next day you're hung over yeah. uh, and the parents show up, Oh my God, you're an alcoholic. You know, I mean, it's really irritating. Uh, parents need to be guides, especially when kids are young or when they're teenagers, for sure. When they're minors, absolutely. But when they're, striving to be independent or are independent unless the parents notice that the, the offspring that one of the offspring is on drugs then okay you need you need what is it oh god there's a term for it it's not inter intervention but that's because the person is on substances but if you're just a regular joe or, or mary yeah you know yeah it's it's tough and with uh, going back to political 
families, it's even tougher because there, there's no, the only connection is your partner. So the political family has no right to tell you, hey, you didn't remember to bring my son's medication or, hey, what are you doing with the baby? You don't hold it like that. And it's like, shut up and Oh, but sometimes you have people uh, in in the in-laws that are very hard to deal with because they can be incredibly rude. They think that they are so entitled, you know, they think they have the right to say whatever they want to and do whatever they want to, even if they are in your house, in your own house, they feel like they have the right to do whatever they want and say whatever they want. And this is very hard to deal with because you have two choices you say nothing but it means that you have the possibility that another day it will happen again but if you say something no matter how you say it it will be a big fight and big deal because she will that person will change everything just to be the victim in the situation that's where your partner comes in. If, let's say, your sister-in-law, who's, who's very bossy and somewhat obnoxious at times, comes over and says, oh, by the way, no, you, you know what? My nephew should be going to bed at eight o'clock. And, you know, she either has her own kids or doesn't have kids. And then she criticizes how you look. But, oh, you look so old and that. If you're partner doesn't defend you and you know you have an even bigger problem because he's giving her a higher position on the on the ladder and you know what that's totally wrong that's his sister she should mind her own business she should do whatever she wants in her own life and keep her opinions to herself and unfortunately there are nosy siblings there are nosy parents and sometimes marriages will fall apart because of these extra people. Oh, yeah, totally. But um, going back to what you just said, um, when your partner doesn't show up to back you up in this situation, you need to be aware. That's a big red flag over there that you have to talk about and find a solution. Or seriously, this situation will end by breaking up your relationship because it won't be just one it will be more than that yeah if your partner allows you to get thrown under the bus then you have to talk to him or her and <clears throat> if they try to defend their you know their their relatives meaning from their own nuclear family even though that other person was in the wrong. You can suggest counseling. You can say, look, we, we've hit a wall. But if he or her just won't accept any form of counseling or won't accept that his or her relative, whether sibling or parent, was in the wrong, then that's when you think, okay, this isn't going to work. The problem is when you have children, it's way more complicated because then you have to start thinking about... I say divorce, not separation, divorce, because these things, if they happen repeatedly, it's very difficult for the partner to break the mold, you know, to say, you know what, I'm going to change. 
there are many people who won't change. It's like yeah. alcohol. So, yeah, you know? they have to do the work. I think they don't. Nothing is going to change. But we have another problem there. Sometimes um, we we were married before and we get into a divorce. We met someone else and your new partner has kind of the same situation. And then maybe he had kids or she had kids and whatever. And then you have to deal with the ex. Oh, that's another nightmare. That, again, is where your partner should be very firm. But if you have a psychopath on your hands, and, you know, we all know movies about obsessive exes trying to get back, you know, and making your life difficult, that's where your partner really has to, you know, wear the pants and, and really put a limit to the harassment. Yeah, because sometimes some relationships have codependence, you know, even if they are divorced or separated or whatever, there is a codependence who is very toxic and it's contaminating your relationship with this person, with the new partner. And it's very, very hard to, to, to get the other person to see that they're, they have a codependence with his or the, she's ex or whatever. And... Sometimes it can get very hard to make them see that situation. But even when they do so, what you just said, they, they realize that they have to change some stuff and put some limits in the other relationship. When there are kids involved, sometimes um, the mom of the, or, or dad, mostly the mom, <laughs> sadly, it's hard to say that, but it's, it's true. It's, it's, it's what it is. They will use the kids to to manipulate the other person, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. And it's, it, as the song, the Pet Shop Boys song go, it's a sin. <laughs> so old, that tune, but great. Yeah, it's a sin because your new partner who might have a child or children, maybe you even have children, but, the, you know, you're, you're split from your ex. Mm-hmm. You have every right, obviously considering the children, but you have every right to date someone else and so does your partner, right? The ex, the reason she or he is an ex is because it didn't work. So what I always desire, for example, in my case, I'll be honest, what I desire for my ex is, I give you my word, absolute happiness. I hope he finds a woman who matches him because I know that if he picks a good woman, when my son goes over, you know, um, he'll be fine. And then he'll come back to me all happy. So I think that's the right thing to do because you're not with your ex anymore because you guys didn't work. That's clear to me. Exactly. But it doesn't mean that you have to have a bad relationship with your ex. Right. But some you... person, some people do not see that way, um, how a relationship can work after a divorce. And sometimes... They still obsessed by the person, you know. In, in some cases, you can see women who are completely obsessed with their exes, and they are. If you're not with me, you are with no one. And they will try to do whatever in their power and find any excuses to make your life miserable. So, what can we do to deal 
with a situation like that. Well, here and yeah, it's a when when the ex is bitter, um, and that reflects pure evil, and that's why you as a person are no longer with that toxic person. Um, if they use the children, I consider that a crime. Um, the only way an ex can stop a child from going over to see his other parent is if that other parent is involved again with a drug addict or somebody dangerous, a criminal who murders people, you know. But if not, honestly, the ex has to, you know, at least on the weekend, you know, alter alternate the weekends or reach an agreement. That is what should be done, an agreement. And obviously the mother usually, especially if the child is young or children are young, chances are the child is going to be more with the mother than with the father. However, children, for the most part, need, need both. They're different roles. And I think that if the father is faced with a bitter ex, legal action should be taken. Yeah, um, absolutely. But sometimes even uh, laws are not exactly acting the the way they should. But like, for example, it's very hard sometimes to to make someone um, see their father or m mother, depending where he, they are staying or has the custody of the child, because suddenly they decided that you you are harming the the kid or the child or children or whatever. So. You have a, you you have an agreement when you get into a divorce about how the kids will be and how, how many days will spend with you on holidays and which holidays are going to be with you and where they are going to spend uh, Christmas or New Year's or Easter or whatever, right? And how mm -hmm. many weekends are with you and which days of the weekend they will stay with you and stuff like that. But sometimes they don't even care they already signed everything was like you know super clean super clear crystal clear and they don't give a damn about it they just decide oh no i don't like the partner uh and i'm concerned because maybe they won't be careful with my kid or children and i don't want to let him or her uh, be with her kid or his kid Yeah, and that present because there you see they're making up bullshit to keep the child or children from being uh, from being with uh, their either father or mother, depending. Usually, it's the father that is in that position, but there are cases where the mother is. I know a girl who had two boys by different men, and she she said she couldn't be a proper mother. At least she was realistic and she gave each boy to their respective fathers. But in that case, the, the boys do visit their mother, but it's, it's just the opposite, the opposite situation. But it seems to be all clear, you know, and the, the, the fathers got me re, uh, got remarried in both cases. So there it worked. However, in some other cases, yeah, there's going to be the evil ex who is going to brainwash the child or children against their father. Um, or mother. <laughs> or mother, yeah, but usually it's against the father. And it's counterproductive 
because you're just if you do that you are destroying your own child exactly yeah. that's my point exactly they don't even realize that okay you are harming the other person because you're not allowing him to see her kid or her kids or his kids or whatever but at the end of the day the one who gets hurt the biggest is the kid mm -hmm. yeah And they don't realize that just because they want to, sorry about my French, but they want to screw the other person, mm -hmm. they are harming their own kid. Exactly. And the sad part is eventually that father or mother might develop such a strong relationship with their new partner that they might have another child and maybe the father or mother out of sadness because they can't see their first offspring will end up having another child and will dote on that second child yeah with a partner and that's hurtful too and then the ex will be even more bitter yeah because yeah because no she didn't had what she was looking for who was making them breaking up But at the end, the other person will have another kid with someone else. And yours will be like, okay, he's my kid, but uh, I can't see it. So let's move on. Yeah, or yours will develop psychological issues. I, In fact, I'm going to recommend a film. It's a really hard film. I'm not going to give away the plot. I'm just going to say it's called The Sun. And it's by the same director. I can't remember his name, but... He directed The Father with Anthony Hopkins. The Son is with Hugh Jackman. And you'll see that, you know, divorce is traumatic as is, but it, it, you especially when the, the children become teenagers, it can be even more traumatic. You have to really listen to your child and you have to allow your child, unless, well, exceptions, unless father is a junkie or the mother is a junkie but if not or a severe alcoholic or something but if not um you know you should allow a relationship yeah yeah totally i think this is the dumbest things to do just because you want to to get you know revenge or whatever i think it's very stupid it yeah, shows a lot of immaturity and and uh i don't know uh selfishness 100% selfish um, and what about friends who can uh, be jealous or uh, or maybe they want to tell you that they are worried because they kind of see something off on your partner okay there you have to have very good antennae a jealous friend will use you and will not really wish you well or you're going to find out through someone else that they're gossiping about you. you you'll pick up on it and what i would do there is simply i wouldn't fight i just distance myself you pick it i've done it before you just stop the contact and you're not rude you don't get into a fight that's the last thing you want but you know that that person is not your friend and you hear about yourself and i'm sure we've both been in that position where yeah. Yeah, Watcher McCulloch said this about you. What? Really? Oh, okay. Okay, thanks. 
Now, if your partner is, sorry to say, questionable in the sense he or she has certain habits that are like, yeah, oh, I'm an ex-junkie and I have to go to my meetings and that the, the chances of a relapse, you'll know if your friend is genuinely concerned because he or she might say, you know what, keep an eye on the behavior, but don't take it as an attack. Just you, you should be able to tell the difference because you're not going to hear gossip. You'll hear it right from your friend. Yeah, back, right in front of you. Right. Nobody yeah. knows about it, but that person and you. Right. Gossip is the worst. You know, you hear, I'll never forget. I mean, this is really funny, but once upon a time I was riding my bike in the, in a condominium I was living at and uh, my supposed friend said, you know, somebody said you ride your bike without underpants. <laughs> and I said, I said, can you tell me who this is? No, I can't. I'm like, well, why do you tell me? So right then and there, I was like, why is she telling me this? I didn't like that attitude. If she had said, look, monkey, oh, no, that's, a, you know, or orangutan or uh, chimp. I saw a thing on chimps yesterday. Chimp? <laughs> no, okay, but she didn't tell me. She said, oh, yeah. She says, you ride your bike without pants on. I'm like, okay, well, I might as well do it. I mean, and I'll oh, be super happy. <laughs> let them see the, what they think they see. I mean, I'm like, I was wearing black hot pants. Yeah, well, right. you know, there are people like that in this world, but whatever. They, whatever. Yeah. Well, I think we, um, we, we try to be as clear as possible because it's kind of a red flags, right? Um, situation. So, yeah, I hope that this little chat will help you to see if uh, things with your in-laws or family is working and mostly to to make you let you know that you don't have to worry if you have a lot of pressure from your family. And at the end of the day, it's your fam it's your it's your life and don't don't put pressure on you and don't get stressed because they want you to get married if you don't want to get married it's fine it's your life if you don't have a partner already don't get sad or whatever just you know as we are saying all the time since we start this um go do the work meet new people take a look about how they behave what they do for you if they are here if they're ghosting you and you will find the person so don't stress out and just have fun. Be happy. Yeah, just just have fun and be happy. Live one day at a time. And, you know, yeah, notice the red flags if there are any. And if not, hey, live and let live. And, well, I wish you all a great week, a productive week. And, uh, Michaela, have a great one as well. Thank you and see you next week. See you.